If I told you that Dr. Oz was a total hole, would you believe me? You should. Dr. Oz is the Republican nominee for the U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania. He is running against the state's current lieutenant governor and Democrat, John Fetterman. Both are vying to scoop up retiring Senator Pat Toomey's seat. And it's shaping up to be one of the most important races in the country and one of the nastiest. In May, Fetterman had a stroke and Republicans won't let him forget it. Senator Toomey said, quote, it's just not possible to be an effective senator if you cannot communicate. Former Pennsylvania Senator Rick Santorum has said that, quote, John Fetterman is simply not capable of doing this job. He's hiding in his basement. He's not able to talk. He's not able to process. Those are tough words from a guy who hasn't held office since 2007 and has two failed presidential campaigns under his belt. But I digress. But is this fair criticism? Should having a health condition disqualify you from running for elected office? Well, every 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke. That would mean nearly 800,000 Americans would be considered unfit for the job. So let's expand this thinking. Should taking a prescription medication disqualify you? If so, that would prevent 40% of Americans from holding office. Should being overweight disqualify you since that leads to health problems? If so, that would eliminate more than 40% of Americans as well. Should having diabetes disqualify you since you could possibly go into diabetic shock? If so, that would eliminate more than 10% of Americans. Should smoking disqualify you? If so, that means 16% of Americans would be out. Obama received more criticism for wearing a brown suit than for smoking, and those cigarettes were going to kill him a lot faster than bad fashion. The rich have better health, so should being poor disqualify you from office? The younger are healthier than the old, so should being older disqualify you from office? If so, then maybe boomers should be kicked out. 78% of Americans over the age of 55 have at least one chronic health condition. That's a lot of people to exclude, especially since older people tend to be the ones that hold office. I bet this really hits home for politicians, especially since the average age of a U.S. Senator is around 64 and the average age of a House member is around 58. In fact, a third of sitting U.S. Senators are 70 years of age or older. How many of them have chronic conditions that we don't even know about? But back to Dr. Oz. He is 62. Betterman is nearly a decade younger. No wonder the TV doctor ignores this little fact about age and health. What about menstrual cycles? Should women not be allowed to run for office because of their monthly cycles? Those cramps mean you're unfit for office, right? When did we decide to let the genetic lottery dictate who serves and leads? Once you start discriminating just because someone has a health condition, you head down a dangerous slope. Fetterman doesn't have any cognitive impairment, and that's what matters. A stroke doesn't necessarily wipe you out. You're not incompetent or brain dead. For some, it's easy to use this as an excuse. In reality, it's just someone tooting the horn of health privilege. Congratulations, you didn't have a stroke. You are now eligible to run for office. It's arbitrary and discriminatory. You couldn't refuse to hire someone for a medical condition. Imagine the hysteria if someone said a woman couldn't run for office if she was pregnant. Yikes. Most Americans have some sort of health problem, concern, condition, or complication. It doesn't make Fetterman unfit. It makes him relatable. It makes him more in touch with the plight of Americans suffering from a disability. It brings him closer to the financial concerns that Americans face when interacting with the healthcare system in this country.
Dr. Oz's campaign actually said that if Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, he might have not had a stroke. Yes, a doctor running for public office actually made that statement. I'm not a doctor, but I do know that some people are more prone to health conditions. It's not as simple as saying someone's diet isn't good enough. Many people put a lot of effort into eating right and still are plagued with health issues. Did you know the Oz campaign even went as far as to ridicule Fetterman when setting up a debate? Oz's campaign said that they would pay for any additional medical personnel Fetterman might need. They would allow him bathroom breaks, let him have all his notes on hand, and would permit him to wear an earpiece to obtain answers from his staff. Sure glad Oz isn't my doctor. Can you imagine getting patient shamed by him? Now, throw out everything I've said so far and consider this. America has a long history of having men in office with serious medical conditions and disabilities. FDR was in a wheelchair. Woodrow Wilson had a stroke while in office. John F. Kennedy was diagnosed with Addison's disease while president. Eisenhower had abdominal adhesions when he entered the Oval Office. During his two terms, he had a heart attack, was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, and suffered a stroke. President Reagan had cancerous polyps and skin cancer removed while in office. Others speculate as to whether he was suffering from dementia during his time in office. And one of his sons claims that President Reagan had Alzheimer's while he was still president. But let's go back even further. Let's go back to a list of our founding father's ailments. During George Washington's life, he suffered from malaria, diphtheria, pneumonia, dysentery, tonsillitis, smallpox, carbuncles, farsightedness, hearing loss, throat infections, depression, and loss of teeth. Second President John Adams suffered from respiratory infections, smallpox, indigestion, dyspepsia, depression, somatization, substance abuse, and rheumatism. Thomas Jefferson, the third president, suffered from dysentery, depression, back injury, broken wrist, enlarged prostate, rheumatism, skin sores, hearing loss, indigestions, and psychological conditions. James Madison was our fourth president. He suffered a speech impediment, arthritis, inflamed gallbladder, epilepsy, and frostbite. Next is James Monroe. He suffered from a bullet wound, malaria, fever, seizure, exhaustion, wrist injury, and lung disease. I could go on through every single president, but I think you get the gist. And you know what? If Fetterman's condition gets worse, then he can step down. Voters can choose to not re-elect him if things get worse, or voters could remove him if he were to become unfit during his term. Great men don't retreat in the face of adversity. They rise above it. Fetterman's stroke puts him in the company of other great statesmen who overcame health problems to lead their nation. Dr. Oz, your lack of compassion makes you look like a sociopath. Your lack of health conditions makes you not understand the plight of most Americans. Your lack of adversity makes you an elitist. Your decision to punch down on a man for a medical condition makes you a bully. A daytime show that talks about the shape of turds doesn't make you qualified for office. Besides, I would think a doctor would choose to adhere to their oath and do no harm. Yes, Fetterman had a stroke, but Oz, you have no soul.